Thank you for listening to the podcast. This is Sten. I would like to announce that my team in Nashville is looking to add an experienced advisor. This advisor would have approximately four years or more of experience, but more importantly, this advisor is looking for a new challenge. This advisor wants to take the elite path and reject the average path in our industry. In this role, you will work right alongside me growing your business. Together, we will help level up legacy as an organization. If you think you're up for this challenge, you can go to stenmorgan.com backslash apply to answer the questionnaire. Or if you're listening to this and you're thinking of another advisor that could be a good fit, please make that connection. If that advisor becomes an advisor on our team, I will send you a $5,000 referral fee. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Sten Morgan here with Andy Traub. Today we are going to go directly at probably one of the biggest obstacles we see advisors face uh, to transforming their business, charging for their advice, going from average to elite, and it is themselves. And themselves. It is it is about confidence. And I always I'm always worried that people are gonna look at this like those inspirational posters on the wall that have like the eagle and it's like never fly alone or whatever. You know, like it it at times it might sound a little inspirational poster ish, but the reality is you are in your way, a lot of you. And and I and I'm not not being mean spirited when I say this. I'm saying it because this is the the number one piece of feedback we get of you know what 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 was the most helpful thing you received from this training, whatever whether it's our how to charge live, whether it's our EAN program, the, the ongoing community, it's whether it's a coaching session with me or a talk you give in an event, mm-hmm. it's it's mindset. It's that I now believe something that. A day and a half ago, I didn't believe. That's right. Or six weeks ago, I didn't believe. Or an hour ago, I didn't believe. And so where does that confidence come from? And how can you who are listening or watching on YouTube, how can you get over the confidence barrier mm-hmm. or lack thereof and get into actually charging for your advice, learning from it, raising your fees, providing better service, working with a different level of client? So we're going we're gonna to dive real deep into that. Yeah, a few things before we do um, that are fascinating is, uh, do you know why they call blind spots blind spots? No, you can't see Because you can't see them. <laughs> and what's amazing is you're listening to this now or watching on YouTube, and, and there's something in you that's like, no, I'm good. My life's comfortable. Like, And what you don't know and what we know from experience with other advisors and personally is like there's a massive blind spot you don't see yet that if you became aware of it, it would change your life. Yeah, It would change your business. You, w- you would have the feeling of like, I can't believe I used to live that way. Yeah. And so my hope is as you listen today that you were open that that exists. And so as we press you a little bit, that you realize and internalize the cost of not doing something, the cost of not being humble and saying, okay, maybe these guys are onto something. Maybe maybe all the people that are changing the way they approach their business, their family, whatever it is, are open, uh, that you are open to saying there's a chance that change will dramatically impact my future. And I would actually think that, I believe that if you're listening to this, you are already a believer. Like you are very likely not going to listen and go, these guys, that's crazy. That won't work. But I will also submit that, that a vast majority of the people who listen to the show or watch it are not charging for their advice. And they're, but they're wanting, they're wanting to, and they're looking for the path. They're looking mm-hmm. for the direction. And so today I think could be one of the most important episodes we've ever done in our 60 some episodes uh, over a year of doing the show, because it's going to help you understand, oh, that's why I haven't actually just done it like why have i not just done it like what's what's holding me back yeah and there Um, shouldn't be any like guilt or shame tied to it because still today there's things on a daily basis i'm like okay i'm recognizing myself that i don't want to do that 
I'm thinking of things to distract myself from doing yeah, it, yeah, yeah. whether intentionally or not. And I have to re-engage that part of myself that's like, okay, Stan, just do the hard thing. Do like, remember, it's going to be worth remember it. Remember I told you about whenever you hear the vacuum in my office? Remember I told you? <laughs> yes. What? I'm trying to remember if I told you or not. I can't remember how you put it, but uh, it's it about like rearranging your furniture. And yeah, like whenever office. I'm rearranging my office here, wherever you hear the vacuum, I give instead permission to walk in and go, what are you not working on? What are you, <laughs> what are you avoiding? avoiding? That's right. Because, that's what it is. Because if I'm vacuuming, it's like, I don't want to do that. Right. Oh, I need to vacuum. That's Sweet. Right. Yeah. And you there's know? there's something to feng shui in your office. I get I get that. I do have better feng shui. If you're changing your uh, office furniture weekly, that's fine. <laughs> Every other month, okay? Back off. Okay? Let's not make this about me, Stan. <laughs> that's right, sorry. Um <laughs> but really it's 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 stop avoiding this and dive into it. I, so, I want to give uh some credit. Part of the idea that we're t- going to be talking about today is from um an author, a woman that I follow, uh, Mel Robbins, uh, M-E-L-R-O-B-B-I-N-S. You can follow her on all the different socials. Uh, she has a great, I think it's a TED Talk, but also a book called The Five Second Rule, um, and which is is really a transfer, transformational idea, which is um, sort of kills all your excuses. But uh, she talked about this, and uh, we've just sort of you know adapted and developed it some more as it relates to uh, this topic. Stan, I want to ask you specifically, what's something, as it relates to the idea of confidence, um, you know, where does your, where do you, where do you get confidence? What is something that as, as, as old as you could be, you know, twenties or whatever mm-hmm. that you're like never going to happen, but now today has totally happened. It is a hundred percent true. Yeah. For me, it was running a business or owning a business. Like I, I just, I was going to be on a team, get paid well, contribute. Cause that is all I ever knew. Like no one in my family ever owned a business, was in charge, lead, led let me, people. Let me ask you like to dive into like childhood for just a second. Like, can you think of anyone that you knew growing up, growing up, like a fr- family friend, whatever, a neighbor that owned a business? I mean, I knew that my stepdad had worked for somebody that owned a business and they seemed like they were <laughs> doing a good count. job. <laughs> You're but like, as yeah, far as anybody yeah, that was yeah, like close yeah, to Yeah, my me. stepdad's boss, he owned the business. Yeah, that's you know, right. Like yeah. my, Everyone my, that my, my family was boss. working for. No, I'm talking like a family friend. Yeah. <laughs> Not know. that I can remember. Me either. Yeah. I was, I literally, I'm just realizing this now. We've yeah. done all this planning for the episode, talked about it, but like, I'm like, I don't think I know any. And what's yeah. crazy is, let me ask you this, how many do you know now? Most of the people I exactly. know well. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, I know Dozens and dozens and dozens. So it's it's interesting that that shift can happen. And for me, uh, as I reflect, and this is at times helpful when people, when I talk to them or coach them, it's like, it it wasn't that I did this overnight or I was born into this. No, 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 no. Take encouragement that I was so far from this and my limiting beliefs and kind of family history. But it wasn't that I all of a sudden overnight became a successful business owner. For me, it was I got into sales. Yeah. Which was risky and hard. Still working for an organization, but like technically I controlled my own schedule. And that was kind of risky. I was betting on myself, entrepreneur, but it was in a sales capacity. And then I was like, oh, I need help to do this. So I hired my first person to help me. So it is, everything is a progression. And I think we just have to be able to get better at recognizing, like, I need to take a step. I need to take a step versus the curse of comfort when a lot of advisors get to a place where like, hey, I'm doing pretty good. And the list is actually a long list of excuses and distractions on why you're not doing the elite thing. Mm. And we are on call. We're on calls all the time with advisors that within five minutes we can pick out the thing that they're avoiding. Mm-hmm. And so that's not, but that's just true for everybody. And so we have to realize that it's happening to all of us. But the few that people look to and say, "Wow, look what they're doing," are the ones that get really good at recognizing that feeling and and overriding it right more frequently. Um, 
So your example being that you never really thought you're going to be a business owner, you're a business owner. There's things in my life that I know that, you know, I was like, I, I don't think I could ever do that. And suddenly I'm like, oh, I'm doing that. And the only reason is because I, I tried. So we're going to talk about step by step sort of what goes on in our brains when we try things and how we can we can overcome uh, the hesitancy to not try things. So the the first is that I, I think it's really, really helpful. And this is a great uh, conversation I heard um, Gary Vaynerchuk say one time when they said, you know, like, why are you okay with failure? And he said, because I never risk at all. Mm. I, 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 you know, people think I, uh, he's like, I'm okay with failure because I've, I've never been willing to put it all down to where it's really going to hurt me that much if I fail at something. Yeah. Um, and so it's not like I'm going to learn how to land after I jump. Like, no, like you're just going to sort of, you're going to navigate to make sure that like, if I do hit the ground, it's not going to kill me. Right. Yep. And so the first thing is that the cost of trying, if you're considering whatever it is you're considering, we'll talk about charging for your advice specifically, that the actual cost of that could be quite low. So let me get, give a really mm -hmm. practical example. If your company is set up in a way, or if you're the business owner, you're like, I, I could charge. I wonder what would happen if someone went into their next meeting and simply said, this is how I work. Like, the cost of that is what? Like one lead, right? Yeah, the missed opportunity, right? which is amazing to me in our industry. And this this was a camp I was in for a long time. The lengths we will go to not miss out on a potential opportunity, the dinners we'll buy, the amount of time we'll give away for free because we're like, but what if they say no? Yeah. yeah. And we, we don't pause long enough to say like, yeah, but if I create a, new, a whole new business model that separates me from other advisors and creates new revenue... Isn't that a bigger loss than this yeah. potential person that still may never do business with me, but I'm willing not to take that risk? The The worst thing that could happen is they just say no, or they're slightly confused because your delivery isn't great and you get another meeting with them. And the best way to learn is to do it. Obviously, yeah. we offer programs and courses because like, don't recreate it on your own if you don't have to. But even if you do, even if you're just bent on saying, I'm just going to try it and figure it out, doing it once, you're already closer. Yeah. And I love that analogy you made about the uh, the karate. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and again, uh, this is just the benefit of following the right people on Instagram <laughs> and being motivated. But really, like, there is so much wisdom out there. There's just so much wisdom out there for us to have. And one, one great uh, insight I heard uh, recently was that the most difficult, that someone was asking someone that was started in martial arts and said, what's the most difficult belt? And they, they said, well, I assume it's the black belt. And this person had just put on, I believe, the white belt, their first belt. And I said, actually, no, it's the one you're wearing. The one you're wearing is the most difficult one because more people in the world, right, have never had a white belt. Like you are part, you're, you're now, you are so much closer to a black belt than you've ever been before because you actually started and put on the white belt. Mm -hmm. And it was this amazing encouragement for this person who suddenly went from like, oh, I'm a baby, I'm a child, I'm, I'm brand new at this. They're going, no, no, you're so much further. Mm -hmm. You've done something that a, a majority of human beings will never, ever do. Now, once you're in, yeah, black belt's the hardest. Yep. But you have to realize like, if you charge $1,000 for a plan, I, I love it when I'm on a coaching call and I'll be like, so um, just last week, someone had joined DAN and said, well, you know, I've done five, three plans and, and I'm charging like 1500 And I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah. And they're like, why? And I'm like, <laughs> because we're going to get you to 4500 like super fast because, you know, it's literally just a different number. That's right. Instead of a one, that's it's right. a four. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And and so, you know, we had people come here and we told the story before, but they're like, oh, 4000 I call them the 4K gang. Mm -hmm. Shout out to you guys. I know you're listeners. But that that you know, 36 hours later, they're the 10K game. They're yep. like, absolutely, because it was there. We just had to be kind of boosted up a little bit. Yep. So so remember that if you started that, that little step, yep. 
if that that's going to lead to bigger things. But remember that the cost is low. Yep. That will help you start to, it's like, well, what is this really going to cost me? This one lead that might actually lead to more. Yep. And the other is that um, you don't have to stop doing what you're already doing. I talked mm-hmm. to someone today who works at a pretty major company. Um, and they said, you know, we started whiteboarding, but we still like love this brochure. And we're still using the brochure, just less. Yep. And we're doing a lot more whiteboarding. But we're not going to like ab- abandon everything that we were doing. And that's the other invitation. We're not saying start over, rip up everything we've ever done. Yep. But what we are saying is you have to be open to trying something in addition to or new. Because leaning into other people's experience and wisdom, if the idea is that you know better than everybody else or you are the exception to every rule – you have to learn to sit back and look at the landscape and say, okay, for some reason, a lot of people are having success doing this. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a chance they know something I don't, which is counter to most of us as humans or business owners that's hard, or Stan. competitors. Yeah, like that's oh, just yeah. hard. It's, just, yeah. it's, 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 it's hard because it's very humbling because you basically are saying, someone knows something I don't. Yep. Someone's smarter than me. Someone's executing. And, and, but the reality or the, is or the way thing. I've been doing it is not good. So it calls yeah. into question every decision up to that point, which is not true. All of it's a progression leading to yeah. the next thing. But if you but if you can sit back and I, and this happens to me in relationship life, marriage, kids, it's like something is so believable to me in the moment based off of where I am in my life stage. Yeah. And I look at somebody, I'm like, how do they see it that way? Until now, I've lived enough life to where it's like now I'm older and I look and I'm like, oh, that's why. Yeah. But I couldn't get it back then. And so my hope is when I'm around people, I'm just like, I'm going to hold space for that. There's a chance that's fully true. So another way to consider this, and again, we're going to the second one after this, but the first is you have to, under, the, the way you get confidence is you have to understand, like, it doesn't cost me that much to try this thing. Mm-hmm. So that's like, okay. Version one. Version one. And that's Gitmo. You're great about that. Good enough to move on. Good enough to move on. Gitmo. Like, it doesn't have to be perfect. It's not going to cost you everything. We're not, we're not putting all on red or all on black mm-hmm. and roll the wheel and, you know. Yeah. yeah, when I started doing financial planning, I didn't hire a pair planner. I didn't reinvent our process. I didn't invest in much technology. I just spent a couple hours building a two-page proposal, and I went to somebody and said, hey, it's $1,500 for me to do all this stuff. Yeah. And then I just held my breath. Yeah, and then you, Worst yeah. case, I lose out on them, and they didn't buy some insurance and put a couple hundred grand with me. Like, it, it, it just, the cost of not doing it, now I know, five right. years later, right. what I would have missed out on for my practice and all yeah. the revenue and all the yeah. AUM, like, it, it is a high cost. I love the way action. you phrase that, though, about the cost of not doing it, because everyone could do this and don't do this unless you want to be depressed or motivated. I'm not <laughs> sure which. But if you would have bought Apple stock instead of the latest Apple computer for the last 15 years, if you would have just not bought the computer but bought the stock instead, you know, it's like, oh, I've been I've been spending all this money on electronic goods instead of the stock, right? And it's like, rich. oh, right? So the next thing about uh, the cost of trying is low is, uh, and this is where the rest of them are, are encouraging. Yes. <laughs> which super encouraging, which is the likelihood of learning if you try something is super high. Maybe borderline guaranteed. Yeah, borderline guaranteed. And here's why. Because if your goal is to learn, not to just get the yes, if your goal is to learn, when they say no, you'll learn. Like right. this was, our, I think, our last episode as we basically went through someone's quote-unquote failure and said, what can we learn from that? And even they said, man, as I'm answering these questions about my failures, I'm learning the right thing to do. Yep. Right. This is watching the game tape and going, oh, that's where I, I missed that play or I missed that mm-hmm. block. Like it, everything is is information, even the bad stuff. It's just data. Yeah. Right? And the best business owners and athletes have short memories. Yeah. Because you get another swing. You're like, okay, what's another rep? I'm going to make it better. I'm going to make it better every time. You know, there there is no substitute for just doing it, for trying it. I mean, I yeah. can explain as you know, it's, I'm in the heart of baseball season right now, and I've got these kids, 
And it's like, there is no substitute for a pitcher from another team on the mound, your parents are in the stands and you've got a bat in your hands. Like there's, you can be in the batting cage, you could be at practice with me, but there's no substitute for just actually being in the game. And that's mm -hmm. what's gonna make you better is being in the game. Everything else is just sort of fantasy and hope and it's super safe. Yep. But I will also say that self-aware people always learn. Like, I, and we're surrounded by these people. I'm very, we're very blessed to call a lot of them customers because it's, oh, yeah, like, I just know that I don't know enough, mm -hmm. right? And that they're always going to learn even if it doesn't go well. The next one is, uh, so we've got the cost of trying is low. The likelihood of learning is extremely high. And then the removal of insecurity is incredibly high. Mm -hmm. Like once you've done it and you kind of tricked yourself into becoming a business owner, yep. but um, when you've done it or sort of kind of done it one time, I'm thinking of you winning the dance contests at your daughter's <laughs> school dance. Uh, you're like, you know what? Like, what's the real cost here, right? The cost was like, I'll make a fool of myself for a minute or yep. two. But, you know, the the returns were like, my daughters looked at me with puppy eyes and said, daddy, you need to do right. the daddy, daddy dance competition, right? right? And you're like, okay, well, I'm going to learn, right? <laughs> and uh, I guess I'm going to get over it because I'm going to do it. And so once you do it, it seems scary. It's like, it's just not that scary once you've done it once, twice, three, four, five, six, seven times. So, um, I think part of it too is just recognizing whatever you feel, if it's fear, insecurity, whatever, like th that's okay. Like the goal is not to remove fear. No. I mean, what is courage? It's it's fear with action. Yeah. Like the most courageous people aren't, they never are scared of anything. It's just they actually do something in spite of that fear. My son asked a girl to uh, dance, um, a few weeks ago, she said no. Mm. And I said, you know what, dude? Uh, that was scarier than when I asked your mom to marry me. <laughs> I said, because I knew she was going to say, I knew your mom was going to say yes. She was just waiting for me to have enough money to get the ring, okay. you know? I said, that was so brave, man, because like nice. you didn't know she was going to say yes. And he's like, he goes, well, I thought she was going to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't have asked her. I said, I know, I know, I know. Then he asked another girl. She said no. All these girls are going through. Now, he did, he did get a date, okay. you know, so shout out, Sammy T. <laughs> but but here's the thing. It got easier for him to ask. He's like, oh, I'll just ask another one. I'll ask another one. I'll go with the guys. Oh, okay, I'll ask one other. But the point is that it got easier because he's like, you know what? Um, I'm just going to I'm gonna do it. And the more you do it, you the braver you get at yep. it, right? He's like, oh, I didn't die. Yeah. You know? And there's another girl I can ask out, yeah. you know? And that's that definition of regret when it's your realization that there's you need to do something different, but you don't have the time to do it anymore. Mm, yeah. And, and obviously, we're all going to look hindsight 2020, but- if you are an advisor in this business and you have more than five years left in your career, you have to figure this out. You have to learn that you have value and you have to be able to ask for a fee because the industry is changing. And it is a guaranteed regret if you don't do it. I actually, and I appreciate, I feel like I skipped over it, so I'm going to go back. I appreciated your clarity about, you know, what is confidence? What is courage? It's, it's not that courageous, is my point, to do things if you know the outcome. That's right. I, I would submit that has nothing to do with, that's not courageous at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, it is courageous to go into something when you're not sure of the outcome. Mm -hmm. uh, but where does that confidence and, and, and courage come from? I, I mean, I think it just has to come from like, hey, this isn't the end of the world if it doesn't work out and I'm going to learn, right? Uh, the last thing is that, um, you, well, second last, is that you have to have a willingness to repeat. And if, if you're willing to look at this in versions, like I'm going to try this, I'm going to learn, I'm going to mm -hmm. do it again. It is not a a one-time thing. Nice. It, it is not, you don't get one shot at this, and if you don't get it right, it's over forever. Mm -hmm. You will keep getting shots at this. And what's so, what's so great is that we get to work with so many people, and 
it's just this steady opportunities come. You win some, you lose some. But every time you win one or lose one, you learn from it. Um, and it, it's just data. Like, yeah. this is something you're good at. I think that if, if, if this is one of your superpowers who are listening or watching, like, I applaud you. But one of the things you're really good at saying is you remove sort of the emotion and you're like, yep, they said no. Like we were talking today about a client of ours and it was like uh, a VAN and it was like, oh, that's good information. Like we just take it as information. We didn't take mm-hmm. it personally, right? We didn't, we weren't crushed by it. It was like, oh, that's, that's good. I remember we lost this massive deal once like a couple of years ago. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I could be really bothered by this or I could just go like, what do we need to learn from this? Oh, yeah. And we learned a lot. And in hindsight, it was good we didn't get it. It was good we didn't get it. Yeah. But I also just think, what if we were all emotionally tied to it and we're like, oh, they, they're jerks and or we're horrible. Like, what if we were kind like, of emotionally tied to it? <laughs> okay, we were emotionally tied to it. But, but I would say this. <laughs> but very, we got over it quick. Very quickly, it was like, <laughs> but, and the more we, now that we look back on it, it's like, wow, we didn't, we didn't ask some questions we should have asked. Yep. And we saw some signs that um, now we're a lot smarter. Like you, mm-hmm. there are clients you walk away from now mm-hmm. because of your experience with other clients where yep. you're like, thank goodness they didn't say yes. Yep. Right. Or you go, oh yeah, you're like that other one that said yes. I don't want, I don't want this yes. Nope. But again, you don't learn those things. So you have to be willing to repeat. And when you do, uh, the, the results will be uh, just data. You're not emotionalized. It's like, it's not emotional. It's just, okay, they said no. What can I do to get better? And the last thing is when you have confidence your chances of success will go up and up and up. I, I would submit this then, and, and I believe this comes from just trying and trying and trying, is that everyone listening or watching can develop confidence, and it is so intangible, mm-hmm. but it's so real, is you know when someone believes what they're saying or they yep. don't. Yeah, it's true. Like, like you ever ask a waiter, like, what's good here? And they're like, uh. <laughs> the long the pause. Ch- chicken? And you're like, was, it, uh, was there a question a mark at the end of that? Right, 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 right. <laughs> so I, I want to encourage folks, when you have enough confidence, your chances of success go up because it's, you, it's, it's this chemical thing that happens when you believe it's going to happen or work. Yep. We're getting into the secret a little bit. We're not going to do that, that book, The Secret. Oh, like, yes. you know, anyway. But you can also borrow confidence from other people. And part of EAN for us and, and me sharing my journey, which was bumpy, is it like, hey, here's where I started, which is probably where you are. And very quickly, you can be here. And so if it's like Sten says it's true. Sten says if I do it this way, people will yeah. say yes. And we know now that we've never had anybody try it and it not work out. Maybe their hits rate not as high as they want it to, so we coach them through that, or their initial fee is not as high. But no one ever that we've worked with or coached or has gone through our program has said, I've, I, I can't get a yes ever. Yeah. Or no one's willing to pay me for my advice and time. So like, if the limiting belief you're still stuck on is this doesn't work, like borrow from us that it does. Yeah. And if you're like, yeah, but I'm not that f- type of advisor. Well, don't you want to be? And another luxury we have is we get to see so many advisors. And this helped me when I was young in my career because I had a view of what the stereotypical top advisor looked like. And then the more advisors I met that were at these top performing top advisor things, I was like, I didn't think you would be here. Like, I never thought you'd look and talk that way. Like, you dress that 100%. way. Like, it's 100%. the idea that like the skill set is transferable. Yeah. And the, the package, the delivery, whoever you think you are, wherever you came from, is an excuse you're making up. Yeah. I was meeting with advisors the other day, and I was like, your age is an excuse. Like, yeah. you were on the phone with me. You've brought up your age four times. Stop saying it. I wonder if it's the same advisor I talked to. Because I actually coached them, and I literally said, all right, well, the first, I, was, I was delivering their coaching plan, their new member to EA, and mm-hmm. I was literally like, I never want to hear you talk about your age again. Yep. Ever. You know? And... um 
And, and I said, because it's an, it's become an excuse for you of why people would say no, and it's killing your confidence. Yep. You know? Um, so I, I, I want to, I love the borrowed confidence. I'll wrap with this and then give you the final word. The, the, if you, if you are willing to submit to someone who's been down the road before, one of the things we do when you become an EAN uh, community member is we build a coaching plan for you and we agree on these are your three primary, uh, you know, business priorities right now. And what's so fascinating is most of the time I'm switching them for people because they're sort of saying these distractions over here versus mm-hmm. like, you don't need more marketing. Da, 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 da. You need to get in front of people. Yep. You need to get better at presenting a plan and you need to charge more. And they're like, yeah, that's better than working on my website. <laughs> that's you know? right. yep. And so part of it is just borrowing the confidence to say, yes, I will submit to just going for it. Yep. Right. And I have men in my life that say, hey, if you want to be better at this, Andy, then I just want you to try this. And I'm like, all right, I'll do it. I'll submit to that. But the great thing is when you do it and you're around people that are wiser and have been down the path, for for a lot of people, that's you. For a lot of people, that's other people in our community. Mm-hmm. Um, you ju- just follow their follow their path. Yep. And, and it, you will gain confidence, not from like, do you, I don't think I can do it. It's like, don't worry. I think you can do it. I'm like, okay, then I'll do it. I'll try it. If you think, as you listen to this, that you are in uh, on an average path, mm-hmm. meaning you're doing okay, but like nothing... You, you couldn't create a great argument if you were sitting in front of me and Andy right now on like, I'm doing something unusual. Like I'm having unusual results. I'm, I'm taking yeah. unusual steps. Then you need an outside perspective to shake that up. Uh, call us. Like let us put you through that coaching plan and just say, hey, let us shake up what you're currently doing. Because you need at times an external jolt yeah. to kind of say, oh, I just got caught in this hamster wheel of life because it's working for me. But like at times you need somebody to come in and shake that up. Yeah, yeah. Well, folks, thanks for listening today. Uh, we always appreciate, uh, and I, it's just been amazing the amount of calls we we have, you know, week to week with people who are listening to the show and taking it in and joining it in or coming to our live events. Uh, and so thank you for listening. Thanks for leaving reviews. They've been great. Um, I'm actually going to read a couple next time. We've got some new ones that are really good. Uh, and we encourage you to borrow confidence from others, to try this, to, uh, you know, don't bet at all on uh, on it, but do try something new. Um, and if we can help, which we believe we can, uh, reach out to us and we'd love to help. Thanks for listening.